Hello everyone, Alan Mischer here from Vitality Explorers with another edition of the Vitality Explorer News Podcast. This week we are going to talk about some very interesting new data, but like we always do on the podcast, we like to start with a quote, and this one is from Marcus Aurelius. Here we go, quote, if you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing, but to your estimate of it and you have the power to revoke it at any time. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but your estimate of it, and you have the power to revoke it at any moment. All right, that's from Marcus Aurelius. Again, our goal here on the Vitality Explorer News podcast is to enhance global vitality one person at a time. So I hope at least one person listening to this podcast today has their vitality enhanced. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, please leave us a five-star rating on, five, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are getting this, Spotify uh, or Substack. And you can find the references to everything on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site. And let's get into the, what we're going to talk about today. And here they are. And uh, the three topics are how stretching can reduce inflammation and potentially fight cancer how stress accelerates biologic healing, and then a review of the million second challenge. Okay, so how stretching can reduce inflammation and potentially fight cancer, I think is absolutely fascinating. And we, we all know what stretching is, we all think about it, some of us do it once in a while, but stretching really is an underappreciated vitality enhancer. It can improve our flexibility and like decrease our risk of injury, and consistent stretching also can reduce our muscle tension, which is something we're going to explore in later Vitality Explorer news posts and podcasts. Because muscle tension, whether it's in your neck, your back, your arm, your leg, it all leads to pain. So we need to figure out how to avoid that or reduce that, and stretching is one of those. So you can see on the Vitality Explorer news Substack site, there's a video uh, link to what I recommend for people to stretch their hamstrings, which I think is one of the most important muscle groups to, to stretch. Uh, and flexibility in this set of muscles is crucial, not just for your knee, but also for your hip and your lower back. And almost any sort of movement type of sports, like um, you know, even golf, but, but skiing, running, soccer, basketball, hamstring flexibility is really important. So disclaimer, as with all Vitality Explorer News podcasts and posts, do not start any exercise regimen without consulting with your physician first. Okay, so only recently has stretching been found to have profound, and I mean very interesting, big effects on inflammation and possibly cancer. And so this is the paper we're going to review in that context. Mechanisms underlying anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer properties of stretching. All right, this is a very, very cool paper. And according to the paper, stretching things, activities such as yoga and tai chi can reduce the pro-inflammatory cytokines, and cytokines are molecules in our bodies, in our blood. And these exercises can also increase, this is interesting, increase the levels of a protein that can prevent hardening of the arteries, also known as atherosclerosis, coronary artery disease. So a study connected also by this, that was discussed in this review paper about stretching, uh, talked about a small group of men that showed short-term changes in lifestyle, such as regular stretching can lower blood pressure weight and reduce the inflammation associated with cardiovascular disease. This has also been found with Tai Chi. So this is just really interesting, right? This is stretching. This isn't running. This isn't lifting weights. This is stretching. And then the paper went on to look in the context of cancer patients. 
And physical activity has you know, been shown in a lot of uh, cancer studies to increase survival rates, but yoga, tai chi, qigong, have uh, also been reported to improve mobil- mobility and well-being. So your overall sense of well-being, especially if you have cancer, is important, right? So one of the things we talk about in Vitality Explorers is to live your most vital life regardless of your, sim- your symptoms, regardless of your circumstances. None of us have it all figured out, but are there things we can do in the context of very challenging situations such as ch- cancer? And stretching is one of those, and specifically stretching has been shown to improve range of motion and reduce pain in patients who've had to have breast cancer surgery. So intense exercise has been shown to slow tumor growth and reduce inflammation, but that's not really honestly suitable for all cancer patients. They just don't have enough energy, Um, but stretching can be a good alternative. And although we don't really know exactly why it it reduces tumor growth, it's it's still pretty much, you know, pretty much cost-free. It takes a little time but it looks like a very important way to mitigate the risks associated with cancer while we continue to look for why, the molecular reasons why. Um, the paper did look at a mouse model of breast cancer, which is kind of, kind of crazy or interesting or strange, maybe all of the above, um, but you can look at some of the, the pictures. They have a picture of a little mouse doing some stretches, uh, and you can also um, look at, at the um, graphs from this, but the, basically the little patients, the little mice that did, did the stretching had lower tumor volume uh, over the course of the four-week period. They, they tried to look into why this was, and they found that stretching reduces the expression of things that are pro-inflammatory in a specific pathway called NF-kappa-beta. Again, you can look at the NF-kappa-beta, which stands for nuclear factor kappa-beta pathway, and that's a group of proteins that activate inflammation in our body. And so when we get an infection or a cut or you know some other harmful stimulus, our immune system needs to go into action, right, in order to heal that injury or to um, you know take care of that infection. And and this is you know chemicals that signal this NF kappa beta protein pathway, and they go all the way to the nucleus. They produce inflammatory markers. But when this gets out of control, this natural defense mechanism can be harmful if it's chronically overactivated or um, you know, really out of control. Like think of it as a little brush fire that turns into a wildfire. And that leads to chronic inflammation contribute to nasty things like cancer, heart disease, and, and even contributes to arthritis. So we need to, ways to control this NF-kappa-beta pathway uh, and maintain a balance in our immune system to pr- prevent that. So here's the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations. So stretching appears to have significant value and to reduce inflammation and potentially can attenuate the growth of some types of cancer. So engaging in a regular, consistent stretching practice, well, I know this is an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist, it really is important for your musculoskeletal system, but it also reduces your inflammation and may be valuable for certain types of cancer patients. So when I talk about three components of your physical vitality, including strength, endurance and flexibility. Again, I think flexibility should be considered the base. We should give ourselves credit. You know, sometimes we think if we go to the gym, we just go, you know, we you know, do five or 10 minutes of stretching. That doesn't count as part of our workout. But I think stretching needs to be considered part of our workout. It needs to be applied multiple times per day, ideally. So I try to stretch just maybe two to three minutes in the morning and two to three minutes at night every single day. Um, maybe that's only five, at most 10 minutes per day on some days, but that's better than nothing. So uh, we're, we're still looking 
for the optimal amount, but the minimum amount should, should be at least five minutes a day as we look for other things that this is sort of a non-pharmacologic way to enhance our vitality by decreasing our inflammation. And we, we need to develop these specific protocols. So uh, if anybody's interested in learning or working on that, you know, leave a message uh, or leave a, uh, a message in the comments below. Um, or if you know better protocols or better research that we should cover here in Vitality Explorer News, please do so. Um, I appreciate you listening to that first one about stretching inflammation and cancer. We are going to move on to the, to the next one, uh, which is about stress and accelerating biologic uh, aging. You can also look on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site for previous posts about why muscle, specifically muscle, smashes cancer, which is another fascinating topic. Okay. Now, the second one we're going to talk about today is why stress accelerates biologic aging. That might seem kind of obvious, right? Um, but I think this paper really gets us to the point of understanding a little bit more of what's going on during stressful periods. And this paper is called Biologic Age is Increased by Stress and Restored by Recovery. And this is when cell metabolism, a very, very interesting study um, published by researchers from these slacker institutions like Harvard, Duke, UCLA, and the Karolinski Institute in Stockholm, Sweden. So really, they were looking at Aging, you know, is this concept of accumulating damage and leading to a decline in health. But this idea of can we reverse it? And we talked about this last week with the $2 million per year man, the, the guy who's like sort of this vitality athlete trying to do whatever he can. But here's a quote from the paper. Quote, the biologic age of organisms is thought to steadily increase over the life course. However, it is now clear that biologic age is not indelibly linked to chronologic age. Individuals can be biologically older or younger than their chronologic age implies. Moreover, increasing evidence in animal models and humans indicates that biologic age can be influenced by disease, drug treatment, lifestyle changes, environmental exposures, among other things. So, during the course of the investigation, the researchers looked at mice, again, a lot of studies are done in mice and they did mice of isochronic the same age or heterochronic you know they and and they hooked them together surgically for three months sort of like this um biologic siamese surgical twin so instead of separating siamese twins they put them back together and again they had mice that were the same age and then mice that were of different ages a younger one and an older one and the study found that biologic age can rapidly increase in response to different types of stretch, such as surgery, severe illness in both mice and humans. And we're gonna go over some of that data right now. The, the, the researchers literally discovered that biologic age of the young mice increased when they were paired with the older mice, that kind of makes sense, but returned to normal when they were separated. That's the important part. They were recovered back to normal. And these findings suggest that biologic age is not fixed and could be a target for future interventions. And here's another quote from the paper. Quote, a clear pattern emerged from over the course of our studies is that exposure to stress increased biologic age. When the stress was relieved, biologic age could be fully or partially restored. Okay, so the investigators reported on the testing of humans undergoing different types of surgeries, and they found that hip fracture surgery led to an acceleration of biologic age, aging by 24 hours. And it's very interesting to see this. There's a, a little graph in there of what happens to somebody who falls, breaks their hip, uh, and then has surgery, and then interestingly, within four to seven days after surgery, 
goes back to baseline. But that's why this period of time after the fall, around the time of surgery, and the day or two after are very, very crucial. So there's a lot of stress going on. Pregnancy was also studied, and pregnancy in the second and third trimesters was associated also with accelerated biologic aging. And you can look at the um, look at the graphs in the Vitality Explorer and use Substack. Now, how did they do this? They they measured something called the DNA uh, Grim Age, which is a measurement of your epigenetic, which is these little control mechanisms around your DNA. They looked at that particular type of biologic aging clock. Okay, we've talked about this before in Vitality Explorer News. There's a lot of different ways to measure biologic aging. One of them has to do with measuring these markers that are around your, your, your DNA, the, called the epigenetic or methylation uh, of your DNA. The, the control mechanisms is one way that is reasonably well, but not perfectly well validated of measuring biologic age. And I think the paper that we just, just discussed here provides support for the idea that stress increased biologic age, but also is important that it, the notion that acceleration of biologic aging can be reversed. So they haven't, as far as I know, done this under the context of significant slash severe psychological stress, but I would bet that it's similar. So if you undergo a significant life-changing event, you know, change your job, move, divorce, significant other or injury or severe, severe other thing happens to somebody you know, you undergo a lot of stress and likely that's going to lead to increased biologic aging. But what are the mechanisms by which we can recover from that? I think that's the thing that I'm very, very interested in. So here's the Vitality Explorer analysis. I think this is a very important paper. Uh, we only reviewed a few sections of it. You can see more of it on the Vitality Explorer new Substack site um, for the uh, references and the, the graphs. The main conclusion, again, is that stress accelerates our biologic aging, but the good news is we can quickly, most often, recover from that. And I think more research is needed to understand the implications of these findings. Uh, and, and it turns out that uh, maybe some of us are better than others, and you know, again, what are the things we can do maybe even in the middle of that storm of stress to enhance or improve our recovery from it? Uh, there's, a little bonus, <laughs> there's a little bonus video on the Vitality Explorer news about why smiling enhances, enhances uh, your happiness. I think that's maybe one thing with, that has been shown, which is kind of cool, is even if you're not feeling like you want to smile, if you just practice smiling, you actually are happier. Isn't that weird? That's a little odd thing. You can just, you know, fake, if a fake smile actually may, it may lead to more happiness. The final thing we're going to talk about uh, this week on the Vitality Explorer News uh, podcast here is the Million Second Challenge. Now, I'm presently teaching my Stanford Energize Your Life class, um, and I'm sharing with the Vitality Explorer News podcast and with the subscribers on Vitality Explorer News, the slides that I use, so you can see those up there. Uh, and, and really, the question that I ask, and I ask myself this consistently, what are you gonna do with your next million seconds? Now, that's about 11 and a half or 12 days, but I would suggest you push pause. Just push pause on your busy day and give yourself permission to think about how you wanna spend your time and how you wanna spend your next million seconds. So Benjamin Franklin said, lost time is never found. And we're going to learn for, for right now about how to think with time in mind. And that's the first chapter of my book, Dare to Be Vital, which you can find on Amazon. And when you, when you look at time, it's a very fascinating concept in the, in the context of vitality. But brilliant people like Albert Einstein, Marie Curie, and 
insane athletes like Usain Bolt all think with time in mind. And they understand that thinking with time in mind is never a waste of time, right? So Albert Einstein showed us that it was time was relative. Marie Curie won a Nobel Prize, one of her Nobel Prizes, for a chronometer which measured radioactivity decay. Of course, Usain Bolt is the 100-meter dash world champion and world record holder at 9.58 seconds. So he's probably thinking about time in very smaller increments. But what we're trying to do today is to really just think about that million seconds. And if you break it down even further, 100,000 seconds is about how many seconds there are in a day, and 1,000 seconds is about 17 minutes. So I often hear this excuse like, oh, I don't have enough time, I'm too busy, I've got this, I've got that. Uh, and here's my supposition, is that we all have life leaks. We are all wasting about 1,000 seconds or 17 minutes per day gossiping, complaining, doom scrolling on our phones or consuming too much bad streaming media, right? So we need, to, we need to find that thousand seconds and repurpose them. Repurpose them to write what I call your future headlines for a million seconds from now, which is about 12 days. Um, what would you do? You know, when, you do, when you're forced to reduce what you would want to have done, and we've discussed this briefly before, maybe not on the podcast, but this idea of a to-done list, not a to-do list, a to-done list. What will, have, what will you have done in 12 days, in, in 1 million seconds. And if you pause and think about what you want to do, think about respecting your future self, and then try to write that headline. Now you can, you can try this, is identify specific ways you want to improve your physical, mental, social, or spiritual well-being. Remember, those are the four core components of your overall vitality. And then you can break it down even further and say, in that thousand seconds, just take a 17 minute walk without your phone. Read a book about discipline. Go out with a friend for coffee. Go to a, uh, or watch a re religious service online for a thousand or two thousand seconds. And then just identify something to help your future self become a better person. And maybe that thousand seconds is too much time. You go, oh, I don't have 17 minutes. Here's, here's a hundred second challenge. Text three friends you haven't spoken with in a month. Just say hello and tell them you've been thinking about them. That will brighten their day and likely brighten yours when they text you back. And it takes about a hundred seconds and it's almost cost-free. So again, carve out a thousand seconds to work on one component of your vitality today, okay? That could even be sleep. You're gonna to go to bed 17 minutes earlier or 18 minutes earlier. And then if you wanna learn a little bit more about how people think with time in mind or about time, you can look at a video that's on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site about how Seneca, the ancient Roman philosopher, thought about time. He, he, he wrote a very interesting thing and I put it together in a, I think about a one minute video, you can look at, look that, look at that. Now, we've talked about 100 seconds, 1,000 seconds, 100,000 seconds, a million seconds. Just extend out your time horizon. And there's an image that's on the Explorer News Substack site uh, of a black hole. And this is the first picture of a black hole. But it took 200 scientists from 20 countries over 10 years to produce it. And that's amazing commitment, right? Contemplate for a moment what you could accomplish with a team of people that impressive over a decade. Could you find a picture of a black hole, a literal picture of a black hole, kind of proving its existence? The final thing, the final recommendation I have is to reduce your thoughts to paper. Why do I say write your future headlines? You know, I say pause, think with time in mind, contemplate your next million seconds, or find a life leak to plug and contemplate a thousand seconds. 
Um, you know, if you think about it, that's one thing. If you write it down, it forces you to focus your thoughts. And here's the third, do it, okay? Just think like Nike and do it and have a bias towards action. So I have this concept of think, write, do. Think, write, do. T, W, D. Think, write, do. Way too often when we contemplate something, we just write it down. I mean, maybe we write it down, a list of things we want to do, but we never take action. And we may not take action because we're afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid that action isn't correct. But I think we need to reject that and, again, have this bias towards action. Have, a, have an ability to course correct if you made the wrong choice, but don't wait to, until tomorrow. Begin today to think with time in mind and understand that your future self will thank you. Okay, so this has been something that I teach for my uh, uh, Energize Your Life class. It's something I begin the class with because time, I think, is one of the most, if not the most important component of our vitality because it, it, it sort of um, cascades to the rest of what we need to do. Because if we can find more time, we can work on our physical well-being, we can work on our social well-being and go out and have fun with our friends, we can sleep more, we can you know, serve other people more. So again, this week we've been talking about um, time in the Million Second Challenge. We talked about how stress accelerates biologic aging and how stretching, very, very cool, how stretching can reduce inflammation and potentially fight cancer. I'll finish again with that quote from Marcus Aurelius, and here it is. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any time. So I hope you've enjoyed the Vitality Explorer News podcast this week. Again, if you're enjoying this, please leave us a five-star rating. Please share this with your friends and family. Consider becoming a paid subscriber to Vitality Explorer News on Substack to help support this work and future work. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week and dare to be vital.